everyone. I'm your host, Megan Shruzzi, and this is Insider Knowledge. It's the podcast designed to help students navigate finding an internship and a job after college. Today, we'll be talking about the CLDC and stress management. I'll be interviewing Erin Morgenstern, and she's in the studio with me today. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited for you to be here. Um, You kind of helped me get this podcast started, and it's great to have you on the second episode. (laughs) So to start off, just tell us a little bit about your background, what you do here at the school. So my official title at the university is Assistant Director for Leadership in the Career and Leadership Development Center. Um, A majority of what I do here is, uh, I like to break it up into thirds. A third of my work is one-on-one time with students in coaching. So I do leadership and career coaching with students, um, freshmen to seniors to alumni to um, even really prospective students. We've been working with them recently. Um, and then the other third of my job is doing all of our leadership programs that are in the Career and Leadership Development Center. So we offer two, cert- uh, two programs, technically. They used to be certificates. So if you are a previous student from our certificate um, history, we have the 21st Century Leadership Program and the Career Readiness Program. They used to be the 21st Century Leadership Certificate and the uh, Professional Leadership Certificate. Um, we've just changed the title. It's still the same thing. And then um, I work with the curriculum that goes into all of those workshops that happen for those uh, programs. And then my other third of my job is kind of like a potpourri of things. (laughs) I work with the annual Leadership Awards Gala that happens every year. I also train all of our staff on leadership coaching, which is another one-on-one service that uh, was co-created by me and my director. I am also working with a couple of different event logistics within our office, including the Bobcat Leadership Challenge, which um, we may or may not talk about today. But um, And then we also have quite a few smaller events that happen throughout the year that I am just part of the committee that runs a lot of those too. So um, yeah, that's me in the CLDC. Are you teaching any classes this semester? No, I'm not teaching this semester, but I have in the past taught... Um, Uh, probably close to two years of leadership development courses for all undergraduate students at Ohio University. And then I also have recently, since I started my PhD program in the um, Patton College of Education for higher ed, I have taught a helping skills class where I got to work with graduate students on how to have one-on-one conversations with students and prepare for crisis management, thinking through how do you bring in your personal style whenever you're doing that kind of work, and then also how do you, um, you know, deal with mental health crisis without necessarily doing referral to mental health services. So I kind of uh, hope to slowly move into faculty after my PhD program. So teaching happens when I can make it happen, (laughs) but this semester I don't have any. For students who haven't had a job or an internship yet, getting started can be the hardest part and Mm -hmm. it can feel really overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So what are some resources that you suggest students use? Well, depending, I think, first of all, depending on where the student is in their their career development journey, it is going to affect when they may or may not engage in resources that are available to them. For instance, I think if students come in as a first-year student and they have a very direct path that they come into Ohio University thinking like, I am going to declare accounting, I've always wanted to be an accountant, that is what I'm going to do. And they come in kind of already knowing what they're going to do and they're on that straight and narrow. 
they may wait for a little while to utilize resources to help them find an internship or you know search for a part-time job where accounting is going to play a role so they may not need certain resources until like sophomore junior year because uh, their classes are going to talk a lot about that stuff but other students who are which in my mind are like 90 percent of the other students at ohio university come in sort of halfy thinking about what they want to do most of it's coming from maybe what parents have told them to do or what they think they wanted to do when they were in high school and then they get here and they're like oh crap now what do i do um, when they are already in that discovery phase i would say that's the moment that they should be coming into the career and leadership development center and talking through it with someone because there are very few people on this campus that are available to have those conversations let alone is their job to have those conversations so you can definitely use faculty staff you know advisors maybe your ra to talk about those things but like our job is to talk about those things in the cldc so even in the exploring phase of figuring out what you want to do coming into the cldc as early as your freshman year is super important and then the goal would be to then have those conversations about okay what are all the steps that are going to have to you know, you're going to have to take to even get to that end goal. So one of the big things that we talk about is, you know, what is it that you want to do? My favorite question to ask people is like, what's your dream job? And find out, you know, if there were no barriers, if there was nothing in your way and you just wanted to do the thing that like everyone thinks is crazy, what would you do? So if, if they tell me that, I go into those answers with no judgment. If anything, I look at them as like, why can't that be a reality for you? So I do tend to um, lean on what the student needs are and what they really want to be doing, what they're excited about doing, what are their interests and skills. And then I would say, like, that's the moment when we start to talk about, like, hard-hitting, what are, okay, now we know what this big dream is, we know what this ultimate goal is, we know what this high-arching umbrella is. Now let's talk about all the steps that you're going to need to take to make that a reality. And so that's, I think, the piece that's often missing for students whenever they get stressed out about, oh, I need an internship. I don't even know if this is really what I want to do, but I know the internship might tell me. There could have been other steps they could have been taking even before the internship that would have indicated, you know, what do they need to do? Like doing some job shadowing or doing some informational interviewing. I know you did that for one of your classes. And then when they do get to the internship search, I always tell people it's really not any different than looking for a part-time job. It's just going to be slightly more customized. You know, part-time jobs, you might walk around you know, for those students who are here on the Athens campus, you might walk around with your resume and pass them out to all the local businesses, uh, you know, up on Court Street. But when you're doing something for an internship, you can't really do that. You really do need to meet with somebody and say, okay, I really want to do this thing. I want to, you know, for instance, like you, I want to work in LA. I want to do something that's with media. I need to find those jobs. And then I want, I need to customize my documents so that they, they know I'm serious. At that point, we're the ones that you would want to come in and meet with, you know, we can help you customize the document, think about all the different areas of interest you have for that internship, and help you map out the steps. That is the biggest struggle most students have whenever they start to feel really overwhelmed about the internship search, is because no one's from the beginning ever really helped them map out steps for their own discovery. And then all of a sudden they have to do this thing that feels very urgent. If you allow that time to process it, map out some steps, write some things down, be really specific about what you want to gain and what you want to do to be better at something we're the ones to have that conversation with well my next question for you was going to be what are some of the things that the cldc offers but you talked about it a little bit just like helping them build things with career coaching Mm -hmm. and like looking at their resumes and their cover letters so maybe if you could talk about where it's located and who it's offered to yes 
So the Career and Leadership Development Center at our um, Athens campus is located in Baker Center on the fifth floor. You do maybe have to walk up some stairs to get there. If you have accessibility needs, you can take the elevator from the fourth floor to the fifth floor. Um, and then once up there, our main door actually has uh, it's a like, double glass door. You walk in through the front. Um, and if you don't even really know how to set up a handshake account or you're like nervous to even walk in, you can find a lot of our resources on our website, ohio.edu backslash career and leadership. Um, so if you are a little bit one of those people that are a little timid about, you know, coming in and doing that face-to-face like question asking, you can sign up for handshake. You can do all that stuff online. Inevitably, you will have to walk in the door to check in. Um, but, you know, you will maybe have done a little bit of research before you come in. And then um, we do coaching Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. We have um, eight available career and leadership coaches at any point in time throughout the week. We also offer 10-minute drop-in services from uh, 11 to 5, Monday through Friday. Those services are most available for people who just like want a quick and dirty look over their resume or I have this, you know, phone interview tomorrow, it's first round, um, like what are some things I could be prepared for? So if it's just like I just need a last minute ditch effort to talk about this career related or leadership related thing, can someone talk to me about that? And so we do have professional staff that do that too. Um, and all of our services are open to all high university students. So um, that means even students who are on regional campuses that maybe can't get in to meet with somebody on their campus to talk about it. We do have administrators on a lot of our other campuses that, to meet with, but there's only like one of them. There are like seven or nine of us that you could meet with, uh, depending on any given day. So uh, phone appointments are fine. Yeah, I know that like speaking as a comms major we know about the cldc or a media major because a lot of the classes that we take require us to do things like get our resume looked at or you know set up a handshake account stuff like that um but i suggest that if you're listening to this podcast and you're a freshman you actually start doing this now because it's better to have advice on your resume and cover letter as you continue to build it or even just like maybe what classes you could be taking that would be good resume builders what are some things like Aaron and I were talking about when I went in for my career coaching session like two weeks ago Mm -hmm. how I would consider working for a podcast and don't know any of the applications and so she suggested that I start one and here I am (laughs) we also talked when I was with you last about how I'm not exactly sure what I want to do with my career yet. Mm -hmm. Specifically, I know that I want to work in entertainment and in media, but what with that? And so I was wondering, you know, are these questions that you think students should be asking themselves when applying for internships or should they be kind of more broad with their search applying to different things? The average person has about 13 to 15 different jobs before they actually retire. That's like lightly given as a number. I think that's actually more now in our current generation. So parents who students have seen be in the same job for, you know, 20, 30 years does not happen anymore. And even still, I've seen some I've seen more parents actually and family members too, um, you know, move around to different jobs, but not nearly as many as what students right now are probably going to do. And that does not mean that the economy is bad, like, oh, we're in a bad place, so you're going to have to keep moving to different jobs. No, it's just because there's so many more options for people to be able to do that. There's more freedom to be able to, okay, I've been doing this job for a little while. I actually think I want to go in this other direction. 
I can do that. The hardest part for most people, because we know this in the CLDC, is that our brains don't really like to think that far in, into the future. They're really bad at it, actually. Um, there's a lot of neuroscience around that. But inevitably, the other thing is that it's also uh, more easily uh, focusable, if that's even a word that I could use here, to stay with just thinking a little further into the future. Not like the big grand scheme of things, where do you want to be in like 15, 20, 30 years? What, where do you want to be like in six months? Do you want to have had an internship experience? You know, what is something that you don't have right now that you're not getting in your classes that you're feeling like I have this gap, kind of like what you said, Megan, like I realized like I really like to do things, some things with podcasts. I'm probably not going to get that experience in class. You know, what, how do I, but how do I even do that? And so considering what is it that's missing? What's that gap of knowledge that's missing and how will you fill it? And talking to somebody about, you know, filling that gap. More than likely, you actually know the answer to the questions that you're going to ask yourself in career coaching with us. We're just there to kind of prompt you to think about it more deeply. Know the field you want to go into, but Mm -hmm. be broad in the sense of look for something that maybe you can't get on campus. What experience can you get? And then go towards that. Yep. Yep. And be willing to try things. I think the biggest concern I always have is whenever students go into an internship, and you know this from personal experience, that they think because of the name, the status of maybe even the company, or even where it's located, you you get this idea in your head about how amazing it's going to be. And then you get out there, and it's like, what? This is not what I thought it was going to be. And you're miserable. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh my God, this is like maybe not the field for me. And I'm like, no, 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 just slow your roll. It's probably just the company or it's the supervisor or it's the place that you're working or maybe it's the city that you're in. You know, don't throw everything out the window because you had one bad experience with one bad place. And that's actually what had happened to me originally because I was driven by this idea that I wanted to live in LA specifically because what kind of job I wanted to do is out there and the first internship that I got um, the one that I ended up quitting while I was working it I was thinking wow everything about this experience that I thought would be good is bad and I was (laughs) I was kind of like connecting my bad experience with my internship to living in LA right when I left right when I found that new job um, at at the studio I felt totally different and And I left that summer knowing this is exactly where I want to be. This is exactly the type of work I want to do. Right. But to your point, that bad experience at the job tainted my whole view of the city and the experience that I was trying to have. It just wasn't what I thought. And that's my own fault because I didn't do my research. I had those warning signs that you're talking about. And I just thought, well, this is my only shot to go. So I'm (laughs) going to take it and hopefully it's good. And And I learned my lesson. Yeah, yeah. And I will say, too, that the other thing you mentioned, too, is like how when should people start thinking about it? You know, a couple questions ago is like, you know, if you're already starting to feel like I want to know about this thing, but it looks like, oh, I don't internships aren't required for my major. I get that a lot from students, especially our liberal arts students who are in maybe some of the arts and sciences um, majors because they don't have a requirement maybe for a student who is you know, majoring in Spanish to do an internship or, you know, to find a part-time job where they would be using that skill. But I would say that if, if anything, 
the way the world works right now is you can't get everything in the classroom. You have to be willing to like reach out and find these things and be okay with doing it as early as possible. One of the biggest misnomers that we hear in our office all the time is like, oh, well, all of these internships that are posted or all these um, jobs that they're offering to college students um, say that you have to be a junior or senior in standing. And I was like, are you only looking at the larger corporate conglomerates? Because, yeah, maybe they're the ones that are doing that. But I trust me, you go two or three cities away from here that aren't maybe the large metropolitan cities and they have they don't care what age you are they don't care what you know class standing you have at Ohio University they may not even really understand that they just need help and you could be the person that helps them and then also gets experience in the process so watching the terminology of like the word internship that may not show up in a job search when you're like googling or um, being okay with just asking people like hey I think that kind of happened to you, didn't it? Where you, the person didn't necessarily have an internship, quote unquote. It was more of like, hey, why don't you come work for me? I'll give you experience. Yeah, I I, I reached out and asked if I could shadow. Oh, right. And I said, you know, if you allow me to do this, I'll help with whatever you need. And if you like my work ethic, would you consider taking me on as an unpaid intern? And I also feel like most companies, even if they don't have an internship, opportunity if you reach out to them and are willing to do an unpaid internship they'll create one for you because that's free work for them that they're Mm -hmm. getting Mm -hmm. and it'll be a resume builder for you Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's something I wish I would have thought about going into LA specifically because I was using like LinkedIn or Glassdoor which are great ways to find internships totally but there were companies I had my eye on that that didn't have internships posted and I wish I would have reached out to those companies and just said I see that you don't have any internships up right now, but I'm coming to LA for the summer and I'm willing to do an unpaid job. And what was really cool about the job that I had was after I was leaving, they actually asked me to be the one to write the new internship that they were offering, Mm -hmm. um, like write out the list of what qualifications um, someone would have to have. Oh, what like are, writing a job description for, yeah, the, for I, the job you just did. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, yeah. Obviously, my experience was a little bit different because I was doing a lot of things around that studio. Right. But I think that Andy, our producer, would allow anybody who's doing an unpaid internship to have that same experience because he's really, really in tune with the fact that the younger generation has great qualities and just mm-hmm. aren't being exposed to opportunities. Having somebody like that in your corner, especially when you're far away from your family and things that you know is so, so important. Mm -hmm. And everybody, for me at the studio, was really great. But going back to the original point, yeah, they didn't didn't offer an internship. I kind of chased after that myself because I was desperate. Right. So... (laughs) Maybe don't wait until you're desperate to <laughs> to find these opportunities, but the whole point of this podcast is to relay a little bit of advice yeah. I wish I had known, and that's totally something I wish I would have done. Yeah. But I, I didn't even know that it was a thing you could do until right. I did it. Well, and you were there too, and you were and you were willing to ask. I think that in this day and age, with specifically with your generation, even the generation generations behind you is that concern with uh, like reaching out and communicating with other people about, you know, asking for help or asking for experience. It feels very anxiety ridden and you're nervous about it, especially if you haven't ever had to do anything like that before. And trust me, no one ever does that well the first time. You have to kind of have somebody to talk through that with. I can't tell you how many emails that I've had 
students sit down with their computer in front of me during coaching and, and say, how do I write this email? Okay, what should the next sentence be? Okay, what question should I end with? After the students find out what type of interest they have or career they want to go into, um, what are their next steps? I know for me, when I come to you mm-hmm. and tell you, okay, now I found out kind of what I want to do, you told me go onto LinkedIn mm-hmm. and find the top 10 people who are at these companies that you want to work for and craft some type of greeting for them mm-hmm. and then hope to have some type of interview on the phone with them, right. not expecting a job or anything from it, but just getting information. Yep. Is that their next step or what do you suggest? It all depends on how you learn best. Like how do you take next steps and how do you learn best? I know for you, talking to people is the way that you learn. You know, meeting with them, talking to them, communicating with them is your skill. You also got to implement it whenever you're reaching out to them. But for some students, it may be they're more of a researcher first. They need to spend some time. Okay, now I'm thinking about this thing I want to do. I want to do a little more research and maybe their research is not going to be uh, meeting with people. It's going to be spending some time on some resources online like um, Onet is a great one to find out, okay, I think I want to go into, you know, energy engineering, but like, what does that mean? And what kind of jobs are even in energy engineering? And what does that, what's that going to give me when I graduate? Do I need to get another degree? So there are other resources that they can use if they're not at a place where they want to reach out quite yet. But for some students, communication with other people is how they learn best. Like I am ready to reach out. I want to talk to people. And then um, depending on the person, if they are honestly like, I don't need to talk to anybody. I know this is what I want to do. I'm like, that's the moment where we're like, okay, like I want you to start looking for jobs and we're going to start applying. So depending on where you are in your exploratory phase of what you want to be doing as an intern or as a part-time job or even as a full-time job, um, there are different ways to get in to uh, the field and get information without necessarily having to like jump immediately into interviewing. Whether you're a student who's getting an internship for the first time or a senior who's looking for a job, Mm -hmm. all of this process can be really, really stressful. Yep. What advice do you have for students who are dealing with stress and anxiety from this process on managing it? Yeah. First of all, recognize that it's happening, I think is number one. I often see students use their anxiety as a, uh, and they use inappropriate methods for handling that anxiety in lots of different ways. So they may take it out on friends, relationships. They may actually uh, be very spontaneous and just change their major because they're so anxiety-ridden about it, and then they immediately regret it. Um, So I will say that there's lots of ways that that could manifest. So first things first, recognize that it's happening. Like, what is at the core of why I'm anxious about my future? What's causing that? And if it is that career decision-making process that is truly at the core of it, take a step back and kind of look at it from a wider view. What, if I feel this way, what are my options on this campus that can maybe help guide me? So is it my advisor? Is it my faculty member that I have a really great relationship that I just need to talk to somebody and go to their office hours? Is it setting up a meeting with a career coach and talking to them at the CLDC? Um, is it is some, something as simple as like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to go out with my friends this weekend on Friday. I will on Saturday, but Friday is going to be like my job search night. You know, so taking a step back and being willing to take small steps to re- relieve that anxiety. 
your tuition is paying for it. I would not be here if you weren't sitting in this chair across from me. I wouldn't have a job. So use use your resources that are your tuition is paying for. Your your dollars are paying for that. And then also recognize that you are going to definitely get a lot of great information in the classroom. But what we know is that employers don't just want to see a degree. Um, it's honestly for a lot of employers, they don't even care what your grades were. They just want to see that you have that degree on your resume. You are completely qualified for this particular job because you have a four-year degree. We know that. That's what employers care about. So for those of you who are even more anxious about grades or other things that you think are like playing a larger role in your decision-making process and they're making you more anxious, grades are absolutely important. But um, getting experiences is, is equally important in our current economy. So um, the second that you know that you want to do something that is maybe a little different from what you were thinking or it's not really happening in your major and you're not getting into your classes, be willing to look and see what's out there. Where can listeners find you and connect with you? The easiest way is through Handshake. <laughs> nice little plug there. Our system at Ohio University is Handshake. Students can actually connect uh, to Handshake. If they've never been to the website, they can download the application to their phone. Their mobile app is actually really user-friendly. It's awesome. But then they can also find it through ohio.edu backslash career and leadership. Um, and Handshake has a nice poignant link right on our homepage. Uh, for me personally, Erin Morgenstern, I'm one of the career coaches that you can sign up with to do career coaching and leadership coaching with. So you can actually specifically schedule appointments with me if you're interested. Um, and I work with every single major. There's not honestly one major on this campus that I probably haven't met with and helped them with their job and internship and, and life search. So um, we meet with anybody and I look forward to seeing you on campus. I really appreciate you being here Thank today. You. I had a lot of fun talking oh to gosh, you. Me too. This was awesome. Thank you. That's it for today, guys. I hope you found this episode helpful. If you have any questions you want answered on the podcast, DM me on Instagram at Megan Shruzy. Have a great day. And remember, you're one step closer to success.